Well, hello on this beautiful, beautiful day after yet some more beautiful snow that has fallen upon, upon all the snow we've already had. So hopefully that you're dug out by now. I've been snowing, plowing and, and shoveling and... Yeah, I could try to figure out why my hands hurt because between working the toggle switches and pulling yeah. on that steering wheel and moving right. it this way and moving it that way and we got it done. And then plus there was, it took me an hour. Now, those of you that have sliding doors for your barns, you can relate to this and maybe you're with me. They didn't open today. <laughs> Darndest thing, if you want to get the plow out of the barn, you got to get those doors open. Took me an hour with a pick. This It's like a 40-pound pick that it doesn't take much muscle behind it to, first of all, lift the doors up to break them loose and then to chip it away so I can slide the doors. And, oh, my goodness gracious, I'll tell you. So, you know, it's so bad I went, when I got done with plowing and shoveling, I wanted to go in and have a beer. And it's like, <sighs> I got to go do a radio show first, then I can have my beer. Right? (laughs) So we got shoveled out uh, mostly uh, and mostly plowed out. But yeah, once again, I'll say it. I'll keep saying it every time. It sure is pretty. I'm sure glad I wasn't driving in it last night. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I know some some people. Yeah. What what time were you out and about? Um, So about 730. Okay. How was it? It, You know, it wasn't bad. It was slushy. Yeah, you know, it was, that was when it started kind of like sleeting okay. instead of oh, like okay. the heavy snow. So it wasn't bad. But then when you came out, it was snow then. Yeah. And then how was it driving like that? Because everything is froze underneath. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. I mean, it, it's funny because no, so everyone, you know, last week was like, oh my gosh, Saturday is going to be awful. Oh my goodness. Everyone go to the grocery stores quick. And they did. Yeah. And they did. And other businesses, like there were businesses that closed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I think so, a, a couple of the other storms were worse than this one. I, I do too. But somebody said that like uh, it went to Aldi's and the, the shelves were pretty picked bare. But it's yeah. like they were going to be buried yeah. for a week. Yeah. You know? But that's <laughs> what I'm Jiminy saying. Christmas. I'm saying nobody was on the road. Yeah. Like oh, everyone had already like gone before they went before the snow started so good they that's listened probably, for yeah, once that's probably why because that's um, that's what i don't get is what they say stay off the road dang it stay off the road yeah and they did yay yeah. team yeah i want to thank mindat though coming in uh the freeways perfect oh perfect, yeah perfect, right perfect. now the yeah. side roads on the other hand were a little bit different but uh, but mindat thank you thank you for all you folks that work for uh mindat i greatly appreciate all the work that you do because i understand it is being a, a fellow plower not like you plow but you know i yeah. totally get it so but oh, there's days i like today i i'm still trying to figure out how to angle the plow right when I'm coming down the driveway so I don't leave a trail behind me. But uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Now I'll talk to a couple people that plow and figure it out. So hopefully you got some great questions for me. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay. Um, this week I got a couple calls. Uh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> that's it is. Yeah, me. yeah. Good, good, or good. emails. Yeah, right. Yeah. And... Uh, the, the the big thing is, okay, how to get a cat and a dog or even, now I don't know if you remember, I think this was last fall or even a year ago or whatever. I had a guy that uh, his significant other was going to be moving in with him and he had a bird, okay, a big parrot. And then now he had a dog. And so how can they get the dog and the parrot, you know, to like each other? And so what works, folks, you know, this can work for new babies coming home or whatever. You take a bandana and you rub the cat. Or I told this one guy to rub his bird and get the scent of that bird. Because everything in a dog's world is through their nose and through their uh, ears, okay? They hear about it. They smell about it. 
And so uh, what you want to do is get the dog used to the smells. And usually what gets the dogs into trouble, they want to get up, up close and personal to smell that cat or smell that bird or smell that iguana. So if you take a bandana and just kind of like either let the, the iguana or the cat sleep on it and then tie it around the dog's neck and then in every do do two of them. So then when one gets, you know, uh, like maybe after a week, week and a half, you take that one off and refresh it, all right? So now the dog is literally living with that scent and he's getting used to it. So now he just does a quick air sniff. Oh, I know that smell. So I have a question about that. Hmm. Being that my sister's pregnant with twins, yep. do you have to do two bandanas? Because do they each have like a different scent or yes. does it matter? No, they'll bo- they both have a different smell. Okay. They have a different smell. And so that's why what you want to do is uh, also too, like, or I tell some people, uh, put uh, put a towel or just something. It doesn't have to be a full-size towel where right. the cat is sleeping or the iguana is sleeping or the bird is you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, and then let them sleep on it and then put that in the dog's kennel or his, uh, you know, bed. Yeah. So he's actually sleeping now. He's wearing it and sleeping with it. Oh. So okay. then it desensitizes. And see, the big thing when the boy, when the kids will come home yeah. is like, whoa, who is this? Smell, smell, smell. Believe it or not, if you can save a diaper... <laughs> You know, from each kid, like a stinky and just, diaper. And, yeah, and let the dog just smell that diaper. Yeah, I mean, don't eat it; they will eat it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let them smell, smell, smell. That will help out a lot too. Okay. So, uh, but the biggest thing is smell. Is let that dog live with the smell that you want to try. So I told those people, you tie the bandana around, have the cat, you know, um, take it and put it in his kennel, put it in his bed, and then put the cat in a kennel, put it in, you know, in the room. Let yeah. the dog go up. Put the dog on a leash. And so then uh, let them drag the leash and then let the dog go up and smell the cat because that's a big thing. They want to smell it and the cat gets hysterical and all heck breaks loose because the dog doesn't get to smell it. So anyway, so then, um, and then what you're after is you do this twice a day or whatever type thing so that then what happens is the dog gets so used to it that he goes over, does a quick sniff and just walks on by the kennel. Okay, now he's been desensitized to it. So the next thing would be is let the cat out, have the dog on a leash and you're attached to it so that, you know, now that a cat is in action and usually then when a cat moves, that's when a dog pr- drive that they they want to go after it so that's why what you want to do anytime you want to acclimate a new baby a new kid uh, a new uh, another even another dog let the dog uh wear that a bandana or whatever you know to get it get that sense so the dog is because the whole world in the dog is smellability right hey you got a question give a holler 651-641-1071 651-641-1071 and that like i said also work with kids and such and uh, the big thing is, is that then when the baby cries, that there again, now that we've got the smelly thing out of the way, now the baby's making noises and the dog is like, what is that noise? And so some dogs that unnerves that they think, you know, oh my goodness, that, that, that child needs help or, oh my goodness, I need to shut that child up because I don't like that. And just like two-legged kids or two-legged adults, you know, some people can tolerate a uh, crying baby and some can't. And so that's why you just got to work with the dog. Don't yell at them like, bad dog, shame on you. You know, it's got to be a pleasing experience experience around the you know around uh the child or whatever type thing and so that then they want to kind of invite it into the pack membership so that's so important folks is that you know you just talk hey hey hey, be nice be Be nice oh good job good job you're doing very nice very nice you know help the dog walk through it and work together as a team just don't point and shoot and say be nice you know get down there and and touch the, the kitty or 
you know, you know I mean, you might have to tag team somebody got the dog, somebody's got the kitty, uh, or somebody's got the bird, somebody's got the dog. You know, you just have to work on this, and every dog's personality is different. Huskies are the biggest ones, and if they, unless they grow up with a cat, a lot of them are cat eaters, so you got to pay attention. And there are some dogs that are such a high prey drive that it's not going to work. End of story, you know, as bad as you want it to work, it's just not conducive. So you just got to, you know, it just has to do with the personality of the dog that you're working with. And also, too, the cat. There's some cats that won't back down. You know, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll come on, bring it on. Well, then the dog takes it as a challenge, too, and then all of a sudden you got an even bigger problem. So, All right. Once again, got to call it. Come on, give a give holler, guys. I know it's day, daylight savings time. Did you remember, Carly, to spring ahead? I did. I actually set my clock. I think it was, like, actually 11 o'clock. Oh, Okay. And I put it forward and then it, my whole night last night after I did that was so like, I don't know what time it is really. Is it time Why did I do that? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, I, I set one clock back last night. Yeah. And then I did, I was going to do, before I came in the studio here, I was going to do my truck. Yeah. I got to do my truck yet, but otherwise I got everything else changed over this. I think I got them all. Will didn't do his, his, maybe his automatically changed his alarm clocks. I don't know. He was out plowing all night. So anyway, okay, so give a holler, 651-641-1071. Okay, why do dogs chew up squeaky toys? Why do dogs squeak, chew up squeaky toys? We'll be back. All right then. Hopefully you're done shoveling and plowing in that and you got time to listen. Remember, you can listen anywhere in the whole world by streaming us live at mytalk1071.com or podcast. All the shows here are podcasts. Katie K9 is finally podcast, so you can take me wherever you go. Go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie K9 show page, and then you can podcast me. And then you can also uh, go to my Facebook, Katie K9 Facebook. And I post a lot of really cool articles and a lot of funny things. So please uh, like me on that. And then also you can go to my website if you want to check out my dog classes coming up. I do have a quickie class, which is a one-time begin one class, which is kind of a crash course. That's going to be this coming Saturday, March 16th from 10 to 1. And if you are uh, if you don't want if you want to use me but you don't have a time to come to a weekly class or you live kind of far out and you think Hugo is in outer space, uh, this is a great class. Uh, 10 to 1, and, and it's a beginner one, and a uh, crash course. And so I do have openings left. Just give me a call up at Katie's Canines. Let me know, and you can just pay and bring the registration form the day of because there's not enough turnaround mail time. But that's going to be – I only have quickie classes once a month uh, – Let's see, usually January, February, March, April, and then I don't, and then every once in a while I'll throw one in November. But anyway, so yeah, check that out. But go to mytalk1071.com, go to my, like I said, website, my, the Facebook, the, the podcast, everything. Have fun. Okay, why do dogs chew up squeaky toys? Do you have any idea, Carly? Um... Because it drives them nuts. Yes, it does. The squeakers actually uh, is like a nails on a chalkboard to most dogs. Most dogs are like in 0.2 seconds get that squeaker out. And you ever notice that once they get the squeaker out, they just kind of stand up, walk away, and it's like, okay, done, killed it. <laughs> so start getting your dog toys that do not have those stupid squeakies in it. Some dogs love to sit there and squeak it and squeak it and squeak it. They, I, you know, but that might be a pitch that doesn't irritate them because all squeakies are different. And so, But try getting them some that don't squeak. You know, just They, they make them out there. I know the cute, there's all tons and tons of real cute ones that squeak. But to me, I hate the squeaky noise, so I will not buy them. I go to Kong family or, you know what I mean, get some of the hard rubber toys and such like that. Because I get a lot of, you know, well, what can my dog chew that he doesn't, you know, destroy? Well, folks, you don't allow your dog to 
destroy the toys. If they start to like rip it apart, take it away, ah, 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 you be nice, be nice, and give it back to the dog. The dog lays down like he's going to rip it to shreds again, ah, 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 take it away, be nice. And the third time, if he tries to rip it apart, then it goes away and then redirect him onto something else. But drive-by, like I said, there, there are a lot of toys, that, so like some of those canvas toys too, that uh, are out there on the market that don't have the squeaky toys, and it'll be uh, squeaks, squeakers in them, and you'll be surprised that most dogs will take care of their toys. And my Zelda only had one toy, and that was that S. That was it. Felt like it was a, a real light rubber, and she never destroyed it. She loved to mouth it and just just had, play with it, and I hung it on her nose, and it was it was really a lot of fun. So anyway, so that's why dogs scree- chew up squeaky toys because they hate that squeaky noise. It's like nails on a chalkboard. So don't allow your dogs either to chew up any toys. Okay. All right, so you got a question, give a holler. We got free uh, open line, 651-641-1071. Okay, who's up to bat? Okay, we're going to talk to Julie, and Julie just wants to talk about belly bands. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, Julie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. Thank you for sending me those th- the three sizes. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I do have a But I did Go have ahead. a question, because most of okay. belly bands have room for like a Kotex napkin, so when they pee Correct. into it, but and I didn't see that. What, what, how do those work? So I am a big proponent of using the Posey. They're for you know, they're they're not they're not like the sanitary napkins. They're Posey pads for urine leaking. Oh yeah, the real the real uh, real thin ones. Yes. Okay. And they have they're super absorbent though because they're made for urine, okay, and they yeah. have a sticky thing on the back. Okay. So you just pull off the sticky thing and you put them in there and oh, okay. they don't move. Okay. Yeah, because it didn't come with instructions. And so I'm looking like, well, I don't see a pocket to put it in. <laughs> I said, I, you know, call me dumb. I've never used, you know, ne- needed these. So I was trying to figure out, well, yeah, we could put those. And the clip idea is very good as far as that you don't have to dig around with tying something or whatever type, you know. Well, and I have a rescue dog and he, I had bought some with Velcro and that scared the heck out of him when you rip the Velcro oh, yeah. off. Yeah, that does scare a lot so of dogs. These don't make noises, so yep. I just thought I'd send you a few. And well, no, I appreciate that. And then the pe- pe- on them. And if people want to view it, where can they go view your, your belly bands? Well, I sell them at all the Woody locations, Woody Pet Food Deli. Oh, okay. But I also have a website, which is whiskers, the letter N, cause, dot biz. Okay, dot biz, B-I-Z, correct? Right. I yep. make all kinds of pet toys and gifts and yeah, you sent me some cute stuffed animals. I think it was that last year or whatever. Those I were really cute. I sent you Franny the pet name. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was really <laughs> cute. It never got it into my dogs. I liked it. <laughs> well, it's good for people or kids too. So yeah, well, my grandkids they liked it too. <laughs> so awesome. What you do is really good. But yeah, so those it does have a clip. So those of you that do use belly bands, you know these these do clip and then they use the posies. That's that's a really good idea because, like I said, I'm not versed in in belly bands. Uh, because I don't have a dog, you know, I've never had a dog that used them. So I'm not one thinking along them lines. <laughs> They're really helpful for rescue dogs that come from puppy mills that take a long time to potty train. Oh, that's a very good idea. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good idea. And do you find that they leave them alone? What's your, what's your trick in making sure getting the dog to use a well, belly, you know, I mean, not chew I it have off? the most perfect setup for um, test subjects and guinea pigs. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I'm a pet sitter. Yeah, exactly. So, so how do you get them I, used to the belly bands? I board little breed dogs, so I'm always putting them on them to test them, and I they don't. They don't take them off. Oh, really? I, I don't think they bother them. They're not restrictive. You just snap it on. It, you know, 
I've never okay. had a dog fuss with them. Really? That's interesting because no. you would think that, hey, wait a minute, what's that back there that they would be doing? Like- I think it's, they're lightweight, they're cotton, mm-hmm. they they don't bunch up, and I haven't had any problem. I've tested them on about 45 dogs. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you would be the one to know how yeah. what should be done with these. So that, that's, a, Although, that's cool. Although when I put them on the girl dogs just for size, they don't really think that's very funny. Ah, there you go. Only the boy dogs. All the boy dogs. Cool. Well, who knows? Maybe it you know, rubs them just the right way and they smile. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to send some to me and to uh, call and explain them. So yeah. people that need to My use pleasure. belly bands. Okay, great. Take care. Take care. Thanks, Julie. Bye-bye. Yeah, belly bands. Like I said, I've never had a use for them, you know, so I didn't. When I got them, I wasn't sure. So, so what I, exactly are they? But It's just like a... Uh, a, a, a piece of, of of material, yeah, okay, that has yeah. a buckle at the top, and it okay. just goes by their, you know, over yeah. the dogs, okay. woo, and so then clips right above their hips okay. is what it does. And so, like she says, put those posy pads on, and so, which are you know very thin, yeah. and then like she said, yeah, it does have that little stick of stuff that that makes sense. And so, like I said, I. I'm, okay then. Like I said, I would yeah. I would have just put it on as is on a yeah. dog and just let it pee into this fabric. Right. Going, well, this gets saturated real yeah. quick. Wow. But anyway, so no, so she taught me how to use a belly band. So I appreciate that. Awesome. No kidding. Cool. Okay, who's up to bat? Hey, give a holler. We got open line six five one six four one one zero seven one. And who's up? We're going to talk to Christine, and Christine has a question just about raw a raw diet. All yep. right. Hi, Christine. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. Good. You? Okay. What's up? Well, I have a Shih Tzu. I've got two litter mates, um, Shih Tzus. One of them is perfectly fine with allergies, but the second one, my little girl, she's got terrible allergies. Okay. And that um, pretty much is trying to say it could possibly be from turkey or chicken and wants to sell me on the uh, Royal Canaan. Yeah. And which... I'm in the dog business, and I'm not really fond of royal canin or Neither am I. science diet. Yep. And Thank they you. Eat Thank you. Right now. Okay. Good. Good. So I don't know if I should try the raw diet. Yep, I would pull her off. I, I should do. I would do it with both dogs. Why wait for the other one to break too? You know, when you got little dogs, they don't take as much as if you're feeding a you know Great Dane, right? Right. And so the thing is, is that I would just go totally over to the raw. You know, whereas you just you know you you slowly add it in. You know, you, you when you get a you get the patties, you thaw them out. And then you take like a pinch of it and give it to them as a treat here and there so they acclimate to the richness of raw. And then mm-hmm. start like half the half their diet would be their kibble and half the diet would be the raw. And then eventually rotate them out and just get them totally out of the processed food end, end of it. And that will clear up the system along with digestive enzymes, probiotics, extra virgin coconut oil. Okay, because the, okay. The, the extra virgin coconut oil takes the inf- inflammation out of the gut system so that that will settle everything down really well, too. All right. And so that's okay. why with the little dog and the, but the ones that I, the raws that I use is I use raw bistro. I use OC raw and I use Tucker's. Those are the three raws that I use. All right. Okay. And um, that would be the best because if you're dealing with otherwise, they want to put them on steroids for, you know, to stop the itching or the paw licking or whatever type thing. And, you know, you just uh, and now you're creating kidney and liver problems with all the drugs and stuff. Right. Because she's on Apoquil now and then she ended up getting a little cyst from licking mm-hmm. and the cyst ruptured and yep. so we had to get on another antibiotic and yep and so now you're doing a probiotic when you do the antibiotic um no i'm not yeah you got to just- do that you got to like well i was you know with my kidney crap i had to take three antibiotics you know a day and in between i took two 
uh, different probiotics. So I wound up taking three antibiotics but six probiotics in between because you don't give them at the same time because then they cancel each other out, right? Okay. You've got to let the antibiotic do its work where it's just killing the bad bacteria. But now we got to put some good stuff back into the system. And so that's why I, I was told by too many people, do two to one. Okay, one antibiotic, two probiotics. All right. I did okay. Guardian, Garden of Life is a great one. Garden of Life. And then also uh, a human one is called PB8. Paul Betty 8. You can get it at a health food store. Either one of them. All right. But anyway, because okay. that's you got to keep that gut system in good health because otherwise it's just going to tank. And so then what's, you know, by, you're taking all the bad stuff out, but it's also taking the good stuff out at the same time. And so then, so that's why what you got to do is you got to replenish the good stuff. So then when you're at the antibiotic, now you keep going with the probiotic for at least another four to six weeks. Okay. To really build up that good gut system again, mm-hmm. along with digestive enzymes and then that extra version coconut oil. And when dogs are dealing with allergies, I would keep her on a probiotic and a digestive enzyme and coconut oil for at least six months straight so that you can really get her system going and then start tapering off. And then I do probiotics, digestive enzymes, every spring and every fall for six weeks. I don't wait for my dogs to take a header. I just want to keep their system in good health. And then the coconut, extra virgin coconut oil, I do during the winter months, I do it about four times a week. And during the summer months, I do it two times a week. Because of that, remember that it's not necessarily for their coat. It's more for taking the inflammation out of their gut system. If anything should be, you know, aggravating it. (laughs) All right. And then, yeah, so so that raw would be excellent to switch over to. You could also do some uh, freeze-dried. Because they all have freeze-dried, too. That's the raw with the moisture t- taken out of. Okay. Right. So the freeze-dried is fine? Yep. Freeze-dried will work. But it doesn't have as much fat in it as because it's been taken out kind of with the taken out. Yeah. So because you got to make sure you get enough fat in the system, too, because that's what happened with my Gilligan this this winter. Do you want to hold mm-hmm. on a sec? And we'll talk about sure. this for a second. Yeah. Okay. Before, yeah. Hold, oops. Uh, i got to find my... My book here. Okay, so hold on, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, what happened to my Gilligan. Okay, what's the difference between a fish and a... No, wait a minute, wrong one. Where I had it. What was, oh, there it is. If people like sandwiches, what do lions like? If people like sandwiches, what do lions like? Hello. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 Show. Greatly appreciate you sharing your Sunday afternoon. And today is going to be a longer one. Carly, we go out with real light today. I know. Last week it was light when we left. It was lighter. Yeah, lighter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, now yeah. this is real light when you yeah, go out. Yeah, we're going to have like sun. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. If people like sandwiches, what do lions like? L- lion witches? Um, cat witches? Um, I don't there. know. Man witches. Man witches. Okay. Man witches. Like, I'm, I'm trying. The people trying to like see sandwiches. What, what do lions like? Man witches. Yeah. Now you know it. There All you right go. Then. That's the one for the water cooler. Yeah, tomorrow. it is. Water cooler. There you go. Or whatever, you, however you get your information. <laughs> <Or> the coffee. <laughs> yeah. the, the coffee pot. There we oh, go. Maybe that's it. one. There Maybe that's there where we go. have to start going. Okay. Got a question? Give a holler. 651 641 1071. We don't have a wait today, so that's a good thing. I think everybody's still shoveling out. Or maybe they shoveled all this this morning. 
in and they're just dog tired and they don't or, they can't even pick up the phone you know to like or maybe I'm they're outside listen. enjoying yeah, was, the sun because it is it, it, that sun is so warm it is so if you the get a little the, windy but yeah that, that, the sun is but if you have warm. like a light jacket on and you're on yeah. like a black top oh yeah it's gonna oh man be nice. you're about ready to take off some layers you it's about, oh next but, week is gonna be shorts week we're gonna i was gonna say about time to go to the beach let's go guys okay we're coming for you we're talking to christine she wants to think about changing her dog to a raw diet she got some shih tzus hey you with us christine Yes. Okay. Now, the big thing is if you want to do the freeze dry, that's great. But what I learned with my, my Gilligan this winter, because it's been so much snow, the house has been uh, abnormally dry. And so I finally got my humidifier going again. And then, uh, but what I had to add is more fish oil. So if you're going to do the freeze dried, add the fish oil. Okay. Omega threes and sixes. Also add pumpkin. You know, canned pumpkin or any kind of squash or sweet potato or something with the freeze dried. And then okay. another thing is, is that which all dogs and that's, you know, this isn't just for you, but just everybody listening is green tripe, which stinks to high heavens because all it is, cow, it's cow gut is what it is. Okay. But the thing is, is that somebody, some people can tolerate, some people can't. Okay. But it's uh-huh. excellent for their gut systems is what it is, is to add a lot of more of those enzymes and stuff like that into their system. And it really helps out. But otherwise, so, so if you're going to do the freeze dried or even with the, some, some of the raw, add a little bit of extra, you know, because the big thing is, like I said, it's been so doggone dry. So if your dog is, you know, any dogs are itching or cats are itching those omega threes and the humidity level and, it all's coming into play here, okay? Okay. So how do I know how much fish oil and pumpkin? Uh, p- pumpkin for your size, how many pounds are they? About 12, 15? She's 9 and he's 19. Okay. Oh, do we need to lose some pounds on the 19? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so what you want to do is, uh, for those size dogs, you know, a couple tablespoons, you know, one or two tablespoons a day. Uh, whether it's great, whether it's sweet potatoes or canned pumpkin or whatever, or even a can, even a, uh, for the littler one, you know, uh, each one, why don't you just do a tablespoon, all right? And with the, okay. ni- with the 19 pounder, what you got to start doing is you start them on this also, get rid of those carbs from the processed food and don't feed him by what he weighs. You want to, you want to feed by what he does, what supposed to weigh. How many, how old is he? He's three. Three? Okay. So what we want to do, because we want to keep those, get that weight off his joints, or he's going to be a very arthritic dog very early, all right? Okay. So what we're going to do is that you're going to, let's say you're going to go to the raw, okay? And they, let's say they say feed four patties all day, okay? Let's say that's what they're saying. Then what I would do is do uh, one and a half patties a day for him. One in the morning, half a patty at night. Always feed a light dinner to him. And now what really gets a lot of dogs is what people do during the day. They treat them to death. They may not be mm-hmm. feeding much but they are constantly giving treats with their calories and that all adds up so if you're going to treat go get to the frozen food section and get a bag of mixed vegetables take out a handful put it in their fridge and in a bowl and just reach in there every once in a while and and give them one all right at first they may look at you like what in the sand bananas is this but then all of a sudden if nothing else comes behind that pretty soon now that green pea green bean carrot all that stuff starts looking pretty tasty Right. Okay. And so that's what we just got to do is we just got to cut back his calorie intake because we don't need him to be fat because he's a low rider right. and long. And so, man, he, he, we're talking major, you know, back problems, and you can save yourself a lot of vet bills by getting him right. good, looking good. Okay. 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 Anything and else? One more. Qu- one sure. more question. Sorry. Um, your opinion on the apple cider vinegar? Excellent. Uh, if you want, you can do it every day if you want, or you can do it a couple times a week. Uh, okay. Like for my Ethel, she gets like a half a teaspoon because she's three pounds, you know, less than a half a teaspoon. And then my Gilligan, who's a 10 pounder, he gets a teaspoon a day. And I, I do it three times a week. 
I do it. But see, my dogs are in good shape. You know, okay. so, but it's really good. Yeah. So you, you can't go wrong with, get the organic apple cider vinegar and make sure you shake it up so the pulp, you know, spins uh-huh. around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, the apple cider vinegar is awesome. Start out with just a couple drops and then build. Okay. okay? Just don't slam okay. it on and then it'll all work out for you. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. You, you bet. Good luck. Keep okay. me posted. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Yes. We got to get weight off those little dogs, folks. All dogs. I'm just, <sighs> when I see the videos come through, you know, the ones that I post oh, on yeah, Facebook, yeah. my heart just drops because half of these dogs are so, so overweight. And then they, they're doing these goofy things that they're going to blow ACL. They're going to drop dead of a heart attack. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's like people, people, and then people that said, oh, my dog's no fun to be around. He can't go for walks because he just kind of lugs around because he's too fat. He's waddling instead yeah. of striding. And then there was one, I almost was going to grab it. It was a little Pomeranian, a chocolate Pomeranian. I'm sure some of you guys have seen this on uh, out there uh, doing an agility course with this little girl. And I commend this little girl for working this dog. It was, yeah. And that's why I wanted to post it, but then... The only thing I had nice to say with it, I love this gal and applaud the, the work that she did with this dog. Yeah. But that dog is way too fat to be doing an agility course like that. And the thing is, is that dog came into the ring just huffing and puffing. Yeah. And by the time he got done, he was really he huffing was just, and puffing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's going to drop dead of a heart attack. <laughs> and so, and that's what I mean. Which we is don't that, want. Yeah. Well, the dog is doing it, but the thing is, is that he could be faster if he was a lot thinner. Right. Uh, but also, though, is that when you see a dog panting like that, you know that, that that is not a good thing. That's not good. When you just start out walking and all of a sudden they're panting or they're, you know, it's not even cold, I mean hot out, and they're panting on their walk and they're just doing a, just a steady beat the, the, and they're waddling instead of striding nice. They should be pr- prancing, not prancing, you know, a little trot, you know, type thing or striding very nicely and evenly, you know, because you're just doing your dog a damnation by getting them, you know, killing them with treats and overfeeding. You're in charge. So please, folks, cut it back. Whatever you're feeding right now, cut it in half. Um, and let's say you're feeding four cups, feed it down, cut it down to two cups, real measuring cup, and then feed a half, one and a half in the morning and a half a cup at night. And if the dog looks a little hungry at night, then give them a couple tablespoons of pumpkin, depending on the size of your dog. Because pumpkin and, and sweet potatoes and, you know, any any um, squash has high in fiber and it makes them feel fuller. So then that will help you out where the dog's giving you that look. And then, like I say, most dogs are over-treated. And, you know, folks, just because they make it doesn't mean that you should give it to your dog. You know, like they make all these pretty stuff, stuff that smells like bacon, okay, and looks like bacon. Well, it doesn't smell like bacon anymore. It smells like all chemicals. And so the thing, stay away from those things if you're trying to get weight off your dogs. You know, give them a raw butcher bone to keep their, you know, teeth clean. Um, and then give them veggies, all kinds. Get them out of the freezer section or chop them up fresh or whatever. But, you know, like I said, really watch those treats. That's what's really, especially small dogs. When dogs hit three years old and above, their system comes to a screaming halt. And what used to take you know, up to three with all their growing. That's what, but now they're not, they're done growing. You're just maintaining and they'll start getting fatter and fatter and fatter. So, so back off folks, you, you're in charge of that water or that feed dish. So be, you know, just think of the money you're going to save in food and just think of all the doo-doos that are, won't be on your lawn because you're overfeeding the dog. And then that makes extra doo-doos, you know, it's a win-win, right? All right. Where are we at? <laughs> well, we can start with a caller just right. for a couple minutes. Okay. All right, so we're going to go to Penny. Penny has a dog that's scratching the wall, and she's just curious as to how to fix it and All potentially right. why. Okay. Hi, Penny. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What kind of dog are we talking about? Uh, he's a, a Cavalier King Charles in Los Alapso. Okay. And how old? He's going to be seven in May. Okay. Uh, and so what's he doing? Well, he has um, 
a severe separation anxiety. Okay. So whenever I leave him, because I work from home. All right. Uh, so when I go, like, to the store or go out with friends or go out to dinner or whatever, uh, come home and he's been scratching on the walls. Okay, on a particular wall by the door? And he's got one area down to the drywall. Okay, but is, is it by the doors, like he's trying to get and out and so, go find you? Are you there? Whoops. We lost. We lost her. Uh, Penny, call back. Call back, Penny. We lost yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got some more questions for Penny, so call back and we'll get you in right in, okay? Yes. Okay, well, why, should we go to break and then come back and take some Yeah, more? why don't we do that? Why we do yep. that? Okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. When do fireflies get stressed out? When do fireflies get stressed out? We'll be back. Alrighty then, we're back. That's a good thing. Okay, when do fireflies get stressed out? I have no idea. I can't wait to see fireflies. Last year was a big year for fireflies. There was a lot yes. of them out there. Very much yes. so. Okay, why did, when do they get uh, stressed out? When they need to lighten up. Oh. When they need to lighten up. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good one. That's there a good go. one for the water cooler coffee pot, wherever you there you go. mingle with mingle, your coworkers. Mingle, mingle. Yes. Everybody's in the corner searching their phones. Yes. Okay, Penny's back. Yes, Let's go back is. to Penny. All right. <laughs> hey, Penny. Hi. All right. Okay, so now where is he digging? Now, Penny has got a, a kid, uh, Charles, seven years old, that is scratching now where? The walls where? By the door going outside? Where is he scratching? Uh, by the door, by the wall. It's by the door, on okay. the, the wall by the door, and also on the window, below the window. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now is there, obviously he's not kennel trained? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I would either strongly suggest try to kennel train him, number one, or create a playpen area that you put him in that he doesn't have access to walls, obviously. And yeah. so uh, so when you go, you know, and you want to practice that when you're at home, you said you work out of the office, is to put him in this playpen area, you know, when you are at home. So he learns that, you know, he does not have to be in your immediate vicinity, you know, and that's the problem with a lot of dogs is that uh, people, especially when they work at home, that they allow the dog to like be under the desk, on the desk, around the desk. And they don't have any sense of independence where they could yeah. be in the same house, but they don't have to be on mom and dad's, you know, feet or desk or whatever. And so that's what you want to start creating is that independence where he could be on the couch out in the you know living room and you could be in your office and he's okay. He could be separate from you. Yeah. But if he can't, if he's following you from room to room to room, that's a dog that's going to have severe separation anxiety. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what we got to do is create some independence here. Uh, something as simple, I mean, go through an obedience class, and believe it or not, that works great, you know, to start teaching them, you know, new things and, ha- and you know, just getting their, their mind going is what it is. And then mm-hmm. start working on those stays where you can put them in a sit, a down stay across the room from you, like when you're eating or put them right. in a down stay while you go down down the hall, uh, drop off the laundry, come back. Really want to work on this separation, this independence, all right? Another okay. thing is is that you can um, you could try some CBD oil. That's very oh, yeah. noted for calming. You could try some right. Cal- cal- that. Uh, right now, before he destroys the, ra- the walls we're at, what I would do, I know it's not going to make a fa- fashion statement, you could either put plexiglass, so when he digs at it, he can't get you know dig at anything, put plexiglass oh, okay. up there. Or you mm-hmm. could do just something that if he tries, but you got to pay, pay attention. You don't want to put anything kind of rough there because if he tries to dig, you don't want him to tear his pads up. 
All right. 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 And so that right now you can kind of do that while you're in the interim trying to figure out this maybe playpen area or whatever type thing. Maybe try the CBD oil, uh, obedience training, something as simple as teaching tricks. Uh, start working on the state. Has he ever had any obedience at all? Any obedience classes? No. Okay. And so that's what I would do just to organize you and organize him and give him something else to think about other than where's my mommy? Where's my mommy? Where's my mommy? And so now, and then also teaching tricks, whoever's in the house, if it's just you, whatever, or everybody that's in the house can pick out a trick to teach his dog. So now we're, you know, getting his brain to work on other things instead of just concentrating on where's my mommy? Where's my mommy? And so just, you know, broaden his horizons and teach independence is what you want to do. Okay. Okay. There's also two Amy DeLong. Um, she's uh, the one of the most uh, accredited, credited, uh, certified oils. You know, for uh, d- in dogs, uh, you can if you got a piece of paper and a pencil, you can get a hold of Amy at Amy Williams. DeLong, D-E-L-O-N-G dot com. Amy Williams DeLong. Okay. She's also on my website. And then, folks, if you ever hear stuff mentioned on the radio, go to my website. And then click on radio topics, and then if you scroll down, that usually all the information is there. If you if you don't, you know don't have access to it, but that's okay. what I would do: uh, plexiglass, so that they, you can't wreck the woodwork and such like that until you can mm-hmm. get this under control, and then you can replace it. You know, figure right. out what you're going to do with that, and mm-hmm. but then like teach independence and just get them thinking. Like I said, I have a quickie class this coming Saturday, one time, ten to one to at least get you organized, get him organized. Uh, so yeah, just to start thinking along that lines, teach him independence okay. and just uh, build his confidence all right okay all okay right. okay kiddo. All right. good. thank, thank you, you. bye bye okay. all right uh, yeah because if your dog is following you from room to room to room to room folks that's not good that's not a compliment that means they they are so attached to you that they can't let you go and so that's why you want them to be willing that they can lay on the couch or in another room and just watch you stroll through and not be on your heels my dogs will go with me every once in a while upstairs and downstairs but they don't have to be in the exact same room or right next to me they've got independence all right next up to bat Okay, we're going to talk to Shelly. Shelly has a question about her puppy that is going potty on the bed. Potty on the bed. All right. Hi, Shelly. How you doing? Hi. Good. How? how uh, what kind of dog and how old? Okay, he's a male corgi, and he's nine months old. And uh, we just recently had him neutered. Um, well, he's he started going, uh, I think it was about December. He started pooping on the bed, uh, specifically our bed. Uh, he, he's my son's dog. So he specifically started going though, um, where my husband sleeps <laughs> and we kind of thought maybe it was a thing with him. Mm-hmm. And then one night he pooped twice on the bed and peed on the pillow. All right. And then, then he started going on my son's bed. Who's he stays, uh, where he, his kennel is in my son's room and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, even if he's gone outside and everything, he'll still come in the house after he's been outside and run down and poop on Mm-hmm. And so it's um, it's getting really frustrating. We had him checked out by the vet. Mm-hmm. We had him neutered, and he's currently in obedience class. Good, but we're still having a problem with that, and that's not a very um, uh, fun thing to deal right. with. Right, so. and basically all this when dog or cat uh, pees on your bed or poops on your bed, it's a whole dominance thing. I'm cool, and you are not. I'm marking you as this is my territory too. 
So what's happening here is that, first of all, he loses all rights to be on any bed at any time. When he okay. goes to bed, he goes into his kennel. He sleeps okay. in his kennel, end of story. When you leave the house, he's in his kennel, end of story. Uh, when you take, you want to reiterate what potty training is. You take him, you know, outside on a 15 foot, 20 foot line, uh, go to your potty spot, stand still, go potty, go potty. And then when he pees or poops, good potty, very nice. Don't use treats. Then they go out there and splash and ricochet back and they're not done yet. Yeah. The maximum time outside is two minutes. If he doesn't get a business done, come back in, wait a minute or two, try it again. But the whole, and he does not, now is he pottying or pooping any place else in the house? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, on the living room floor. We kind of noticed when, so the reason why we got him neutered, of course, well, we were going to anyway, but he um, will go pee on places where our other dog sleeps or the cat hey, is sleeping. Yep. Yeah. Marking territory. We figured that he was marking, but... This is different. And he does poop on the living room floor sometimes, too, which mm-hmm. is, you yeah. know, and he's been doing that for quite a while. And we. Okay, so what we're going to do is that you're going to just start, like, let's pretend he just walked into the door. He doesn't have a history with you, okay? Okay. So okay. what you're just going to do, otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. Okay, and yeah. saying, how long I had this dog, and you still are body trained. But so right now, what we got to do is that a lot of this is done in dominance, but also it could be, is just, not could be, is, that he just doesn't understand the concept of potty. The potty goes here. You're not going to okay. give him any chances for the next three weeks to go potty anywhere other than you taking him outside to go potty. You're going to, if you don't have time to have him on a leash hooked to somebody in the house for the mm-hmm. next three weeks that he's in his kennel he doesn't okay. have any freedom in the house whatsoever right now you're taking his freedom away also too you're going to work on that obedience and really work on a stay where he has to stay like across the room from you you want mm-hmm. to start working with um uh he who goes to the door first is a leader you're going to work on the word wait you say wait you open the door if he tries to move correction wrong wait Okay, you only say wait once, and then the only other time you get to say it again is if you have to make a correction. But you're going to say wait, and then you open the door. If he moves wrong, wait. Okay, you want to be able to get out the door, and then you say the word let's go. Don't try to race him out the door like he did make it first. (laughs) You want to physically see him wait, look to you for direction like may I follow you. Yes, you may. Let's go. Don't say come. If you just want to, do you have a fenced in yard? Yeah. Okay. If you want him to just go out and be by himself, then you make him sit, you make him wait, you open the door, and then I use just the word go. If I'm not going out with them and I just want them to go, they have to wait for me to say the word go before they the doors are open, but they can't use them until I say the word go. All right. But now you're not going to just send him out to go potty anymore. You take him outside on that leash to the potty spot, go potty, go potty, get busy, whatever. Two minutes. Don't let him go any longer than two minutes. If he just piddled, but yet, like it's to say in the morning, you always should get a doo-doo. Always. Piddle and a doo-doo first thing in the morning. And now okay. if he just did the piddle and he didn't, you know, then you bring him back in. You wait, you know, a minute or two, take him back out. Let's say there's no doo-doo yet. You bring him back in. You put him in the kennel. And then you feed him. And then wait 10, 15 minutes after he gets done eating. Take him back out. And 10 to 1, the, the dog is going to go potty, you know, go doo-doo then. All right? Okay. And then, yep. like I said, now when he's in the house, he is a tied to somebody for the next two weeks. Uh, he's either in the kennel or tied to somebody, so you know what he's up to. So if he tries, it looks like he's going to do something. Ah, 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 wrong. Yep. Just check his head. And then the third week, you can let him drag the leash, and then uh, but he has to stay in the same room. And then the fourth week, you could take the leash off, 
But just see how he's doing up to that point because he may have to drag the leash for another couple of weeks. Or, and anytime he, he regresses, he has an accident. You start over and then two weeks he's tied to you, a week, two weeks he drags it. And you know what I mean? Just so that he, you got to get him to understand what potty is called and where to go and where, where to put it. What he sounds like is that he's a little arrogant thing. And so what yeah. happens is that he's cool and everybody else is not. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you've got to get him over there and get him fixed that help. But it takes 90 days for the hormone to do, to, to do the total flip flop. So he, okay. even though uh, thir- the first 30 days, there's a big, a bigger difference, but then it takes 90 days for it to do the flip flop. So you just okay. have to work on this. And then with that obedience, you, you make him sit to be petted, sit to have his collar and leash put on, sit for his dinner. You want him to earn things. Nothing comes free anymore. Because like I say, there's a private, a sergeant and a general personality. And my guess is he's a general and you maybe okay. might've gave him a couple stars, <laughs> hence mm-hmm. the poop and pee on the bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so, but just remember, nobody is to sleep with that dog. And now if he's, now where does he, if he's hanging out, is he hanging out on a couch? Is he hanging out on a, a, a his old doggy bed? Where's he hanging out if he's just hanging out? Um, hmm. He likes to, um, yeah, sometimes on the couch, sometimes, okay. you know, in my son's room or okay. he'll, he'll I would, sleep on the floor too. Okay. I would let him drag the leash around the house because, uh, for sure, because let's say he's laying, he's sitting on or laying on the couch and you're going to sit down, tell him off. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't take the leash, I said off. Okay. Then you sit down. And then you decide if you want to invite him to come up with you or not. Otherwise, step on the leash so he can't jump up on the couch. And he's just got to hunker down at your, you know, down on the floor. And then okay. when you decide, he can come up. But he's got to look to you for direction. And so what okay. you just got to do is get, you got to pop his uh, ego a little bit here. Not by being me, master, you dog. But having rules so that he starts, earn, you start earning his respect and trust. So now he wants to follow you because you seem like a good leader. Somebody worth following. Somebody that means what they say, says what they means, and follows through. All right? Okay. Yeah. And stick with that obedience. Okay. We will. Are you using any kind of training collar for that? No, just, yeah. uh, I think he just has a harness on when we're there. Okay, and how is that working for you? Well, actually, I think he's been picking up things pretty good. Okay. Um, are you talking about a training collar like that, the chain collar? Or well, no? any, any kind of training, yeah, because most corgis I see, do, the harnesses don't work with crap. You know, that, okay. as far as when you go for a walk, they're pulling. They're not yeah. watching nice, and so that's what part, why don't you hold on, can you hold on again? Okay, we got to come back here. Okay, what do rhinos, why do rhinos have so many wrinkles? Why do rhinos have so many wrinkles? We'll be back.